What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of Riding the Pine. Jack Ridenour back with you all today, and as always, we have another tremendous episode in store for everyone at home, but before I get into all of that, let's take a little dive into the last episode. I was joined by a tremendous guest from the college basketball world, current assistant men's basketball coach at Drexel University, Coach Justin Jennings. Coach Jennings and I got into his career as a coach and what made him want to get into coaching, how this upcoming season is going to be for Drexel, and what it's been like building off of the recent success that Drexel has had and so much more. So if you want to hear a little bit about Coach Jennings' career as well as Drexel basketball, go check out episode 249 and all 249 episodes that are out now on all podcast platforms. Now, getting into today, we're going to be joined by a great guest from the baseball world, current minor leaguer playing for the Greenville Drive in the Boston Red Sox organization, Brennan Chalucci. Brennan and I get into his career initially in college at Tulane and what made him want to continue his baseball career at Tulane, how he was able to adjust just to the minor league level of baseball and so much more. So if you want to hear about Brennan Chalucci's career in baseball and about the drive season this past year, don't go anywhere because here comes Brennan. So with that, folks, let's make our way into our show for today. So as always, be sure to find your favorite seat here on the bench with me. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And I'm here with current minor leaguer for the Greenville Drive in the Boston Red Sox organization, Brendan Chalucci. Brendan, great to get you on the show today, my friend. How's it going? It's going great. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. Well, hey, listen, I really appreciate you taking some time. I know that the season's winding down and you're getting towards the end of the year and and getting into the offseason. But how's the season been overall for you and your team? It's uh, it's definitely been a grind for sure. I mean, playing uh, this many games in uh, like this amount of time, it, it definitely takes uh, takes a toll on you. But at the end of the day, uh, we have a great clubhouse filled with great guys, and we've had a blast. Um, there have definitely been some ups and downs, but that's just how baseball is. But uh, I'm very glad to have the people around me that I do, and I think we've all enjoyed this season. Now, in terms of just where you and your team were kind of at the beginning of the season to now, where have you seen the entire team improve the most? And where have you felt that you've improved the most? I I think everybody's made gradual um, improvements, which is really awesome to see, Um, like pitchers throwing more strikes, uh, developing certain pitches more, uh, hitters getting more comfortable in the box as the season goes. I think everybody's had their own journey and uh, made strides uh, in that journey, which is awesome to see. And for me personally, um, I I think that the biggest um, thing that I've taken from this year is just throwing a lot more strikes. Um, I, I, I've always, I, I've been known throughout my career to be, uh, a little bit wild and, um, especially towards, uh, the end of the season. And as of late, I've been really pounding the zone, which I'm, I'm very proud of because of the fact that I've put a lot of work in to do that. And, um, yeah, just being able to uh, see the results is something that's very special. Well, what in the, your just training and just your overall, you know, get, you know, uh, workouts and whatnot, and, and whenever you have a bullpen that you're throwing, what have you been doing this year that you feel has really started to allow you to start throwing more strikes in the zone deeper into the season? Um, the biggest thing is just uh, making sure that I have intent and um, purpose behind every throw that I make. I mean, we're not basketball players. We can't go shoot. Uh, or, I'm sorry. Basketball players can go shoot a thousand shots in the gym. We can't throw a thousand balls a day. Um, so it's just making sure that every single rep that we have. 
has a I'm sorry, there's a train, <laughs> but uh, it's just making sure that every rep has a, uh, a a very like unique purpose behind it, and making sure that we are um, we are we're making strides every day. I mean, we're not going to make a huge change in one day, um, but being able to have. Uh, being sorry, being able to make those changes over a gradual period of time is something that uh, you really start to notice when you're able to bring uh, come in every day and have a purpose behind everything you do. I think it's great that you're able to kind of figure out what that is, you know, and, and zero in on it. And you've been able to really dissect it and, and, and improve upon it and keep focusing on it to get better at it each and every single day. But Brendan, I want to get into your baseball career and just how you wound up where you are today. I know you started out playing baseball at Tulane, so I want to hear what made you want to career, continue your career at Tulane. Oh yeah, it was it was definitely um, a long road. I'll actually take you through it a little bit. It's it's been a great journey, um, filled with adversity, uh, but also successes. And I think that's something that's important for everyone to go through. Um, my my time at Tulane, I enjoyed greatly. New Orleans is a wonderful city. It, it, there, there's a great academic program there and great baseball. And um, my freshman year was pretty tough at Tulane. I, I had to go through uh, some big struggles um, there. But the, the the biggest thing for me was my coach telling me that hey if you if you want to play it was kind of just like you need if you want to play here you need to step it up and it, it was like that kind of awakening moment where I was like you know what like you need to look yourself in the mirror and, and figure out who do you want to be do you want to like sit back and say woe is me I'm going through this struggle or do you want to step up to the plate and actually want to fight for something and that was what I did I went into summer ball that year after my freshman year and I, uh, I really strapped up and, and battled and I came back and continued that. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm, I'm going to get drafted this year. I'm convincing myself that I'm going to get drafted and I'm going to go play pro ball. And that was exactly what I did. I went into the season and I went into every outing knowing that, like, hey, this is this is going to to like help decide your future so let's make the most of it and obviously well having a family there we, we were all very close to Tulane and, and wanting to win every game um, is something that's very important so going into every outing wanting to win as, as bad as I think I ever have before and um, wanting to help myself make a um, make strides towards the draft was something that really helped me and then uh, the draft came and I was lucky enough to get picked by the uh, by the Red Sox which is a team that I've always admired growing up and um, yeah it's uh, and we're just continuing through this journey so in between that freshman and sophomore year at Tulane what did you decide on you know really wanting to focus in on and, and, and improve upon going into that second year I think it was uh, mostly about confidence and also um, just uh, just going in there and and not caring who's at the plate, what what their what their stats are, who it is, the the background behind them. Just whoever's at the plate, I'm come I'm coming after you, and, and that was something that really helped me. So one thing that I, I I've taken from then into today is I, I really uh, besides like uh, looking at scouting reports and stuff like that, I I don't care who's in the box. I'm going. I, I will trust my stuff and uh, I will trust the fact that I can get you out and um, that, that was something that helped me then and it's helped me up until today it's, uh, whoever's in the box there's no fear there I'm going to come right at you 
And I think that's the most perfect attitude to have, especially as a pitcher, right? I mean, let's face it, baseball is a sport based on failure. And I think that when you're able to figure out a way to really find yourself succeeding in it, I think that, and again, that mentality is a big part of it. That is a big, big point of being able to push through whatever adversity you might have to deal with, especially in, in my personal opinion, a very adverse driven sport in baseball. But like you said, after your sophomore year, you get drafted into the MLB. I mean, what kind of went into that entire decision? to go to the MLB and, and forego those final two years at Tulane? Um, the biggest decision for me was just, um, you know, I, to be quite honest with you, it was the fact that it was the Red Sox. I, uh, I grew up admiring the Red Sox, though I was from Philadelphia and a huge Phillies fan. I have family in Boston. I grew up watching the Red Sox. I loved everything about them. I love the fact that they prioritize family over everything and um, just having that sense of camaraderie. And I was like, look, uh, if they're, if another team chooses me, it's going to be a really tough decision. But if it's the Red Sox that chooses me, I, I think I'm ready for this. I'm, I'm ready to go. And uh, that was fortunately what happened. My, uh, my agent called me and he said, the Red Sox are going to pick you in the 12th round. And it was fun. I was actually home by myself. Both my, both my parents had to work, and I, I, I was just ecstatic. I was running around the house, just like kind of um, jumping for joy. And um, it, it was it was definitely one of the, the greatest days of my life um, because it, it, it was just it was essentially a dream come true. Um, and uh, I'm very grateful that I get to be in this organization, and hopefully that I'm able to continue with them for as long as I can. Now I'm guessing that celebration was was postponed to when when your parents got home later, correct? Yeah, for sure. I, I called both of them, and then we went out to dinner that night, and it was just it, it was great. It was just an awesome feeling knowing that like t- like obviously you want to work to get better every day, but there there are some days like that where you can sit back and be like, look, 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 look like look at all the work that you've done that's paid off. And, uh, yeah, I was, I was very proud of myself that day. I was very thankful for all the people that have helped me in my life, especially my parents. And it it was all around just a great feeling. So what was that whole process like for you, you know, going through the draft process and then it kind of, again, you're, you're, you're on the fence a little bit because like you said, it would have been a tough decision if anyone else had drafted you. So you're kind of half, you know, one foot at Tulane, one foot in the MLB. What was that whole process like, you know, for you during that time? It was it was definitely tough. I mean, I think something that really helped was that as I was um, going through that draft, I was in summer ball in the Cape Cod League, um, so I, I was still getting to play every day. It kind of kept my mind off of that for a good amount. I was just able to be around a great group of guys, and we were just enjoying playing baseball every day throughout the summer. Um, so that definitely kept my mind off of it a little bit. But when my mind was on it, it was definitely something that was um, a tough, a good, I knew it was going to be a tough decision. And fortunately, Red Sox drafting me made it a little bit easier. Well, it's great that I was uh, a decision that, like you said, it, it, it kind of became a little bit easier for you because I could only imagine the, the difficulty there would be, especially with, you know, the bonds and the relationships you form with, with your teammates and your friends in college at Tulane. But ultimately, you know, the following year, COVID comes striking in and it pretty much, you know, again, wipes away the entire minor league season. What was that like for you as a minor league player? And then also, what did it, what was it just like seeing the ramifications of what COVID did to the minor leagues with all the players being cut and all the teams being moved around? I mean, what was it like to kind of be in the middle of all that? Yeah, that was, it was definitely, um, 
but I was but I was both grateful for it, but I also felt sorry for a lot of people. I know that um, if I had gone back to Tulane, uh, it would have been a big season and um, it would have been cut short, which I know would have has caught would have caused a lot of emotions for me, as it did for almost every college baseball player in the nation. Um, so, and it definitely would have made it a lot uh, a, a lot more stressful when it came, when it came for the draft that year. So, at the end of the day, I, I believe everything happens for a reason. I'm glad. I went um, to the draft when I did. Um, when it came to being in the minor leagues, uh, that, that that was also tough as well. Even though I I knew, I knew that I had made that step into professional baseball, we were at spring training for about two weeks, um, and then we got sent home. Um, and I, I went back to Philadelphia. Everything was closed, and um, I was I, I had to go outside. It was still pretty cold up there back then, and I, I would go outside with one of my buddies, and we'd go to uh, some kind of rundown park, and we'd throw every day. And uh, it, it kind of uh, it kind of humbled uh, you a little bit. It's like, yeah, we're we're in pro baseball, but we have to put the we have to find a way to put our work in, um, just as everybody else does in this world. And um, it, it was nice. It, it just kind of showed that. That, like some of us will like put the work in no matter what the what, what the circumstances are and um so it was good i, I mean i uh I, I was home for like the season i, I was fortunately I, I was fortunate enough to get called to instructs that fall um and in, in that fall we we were uh we, we did scrimmages and we played a couple games against the rays so it was better than um nothing um which was which was nice and we were uh, able to get in front of the staff work with the staff and uh be able to actually uh, like actually have some sort of season quote unquote um just to be able to uh get work in and um so that it was definitely uh like we definitely faced adversity just as everybody else did during that time um but I'm, i'm glad that we were able to have the uh like the resources that we did Yeah, I think it's great that you have those resources and and being able to, especially for being out of baseball and playing competitively, if you think about it for, you know, uh, 12 months, 13, 14 months, because you don't come back until the 2021 year and then you start playing again. And and, and I want to hear from you what it was like to come back that following season after being away from baseball for an entire summer, which I'm sure for you was probably something that you had not uh, experienced in quite some time in your life and in your career. So what was it like just to come back to a little bit of normalcy in 2021? Oh, it was it was definitely a rush. I mean, um, I came. We came back to spring training. Everybody was ecstatic. Uh, we we got to get right into it. And unfortunately, uh, the second to last day of spring training, I sprained my ankle, um, and I had to stay down in uh, Fort Myers uh, to rehab that for a little bit. So when I came up to Greenville, to uh, everybody was kind of a little more adjusted than I was. And I came up, and the first day I was up there, they threw me in the game and uh, Greenville is, uh, if you don't know, is a wonderful place to play. We get a lot of fans, so it was the uh, it was the more probably like the most amount of fans that I ever uh, played in front of uh, my first game back, and it, it was a little bit of a rush, and I had to calm myself on the mound. But uh, it was it was great to be back out there again, and uh, we we had a really good team. Uh, in Greenville last year and we were able to have like a really successful season a lot of guys made names for themselves really stood out and um, yeah I was really grateful that I was able to be around that uh, that team 
Well, I'm glad that you bring up last year's team because, again, you were a member of this year's team and last year's team. So you've probably seen a lot of just change, but also just improvement overall from your team and, and everybody on it in the last year. Or so where have you seen the most improvements from last year's team to this year's team? Um, I Well, uh, there's a lot of different faces here this year than last year. I mean, last year we had guys like Brian Bayo who just made his uh, he made his debut in the MLB this year, which is always awesome to see. Uh, seeing these guys prosper when uh, when you are able to um, play with them on the field, and then and then you get to see them on TV and stuff like that. It's always it's always a great feeling because it shows that you're a uh, that you're in the same boat. Yeah, like like okay, that guy's there. I played with. Him, I can be there as well, and also just being able to have friends that um, that that you become really close with, and seeing their success is something that like warms your heart every time. Now, over the last two seasons, like you said, you've probably had a couple teammates that have gone on to play in the MLB, and that are you know again they've they've they're on the Red Sox right now currently. What has been some advice or, or maybe one main piece of advice that somebody has shared with you that is now playing at the MLB level that was with you in the minor leagues that you feel you've applied to your playing career and has really been helpful? Um, I think the, the one thing is that uh, we're taught so much in this game uh, to not be selfish. It's a team game. But at, at the end of the day, it is your career, and, and you need to do what's best for you. Um, I, I think a lot of times people will go into um, professional baseball looking to be uh, like people pleasers and do wh- whatever anybody tells them. But sometimes you need to take ownership. You need to do what works for you. Not everything's going to work for you. Um, and, and those are kind of like the little bumps in the road that you need to face. Um, is just kind of understanding that not uh, what works for one guy may not work for you and what works for you may not work for another guy. So learning what works for you is a big process in the minor leagues, I think. And when you find that out and when you really start to find what works for you, that's when you can really find success. Yeah, everybody's got their own kind of method to the madness I have found. And, you know, in whatever it might be, whether it's baseball or broadcasting or just, you know, if you're an accountant or whatever it might be, everybody's kind of got their own method to to how they do things. Now, I kind of want to hear about, you know, again, the offseason is approaching rapidly. Want to hear what you have planned for the offseason, anything in particular? And and what do you want to work on and try and improve upon to come back even better for next year? Well, the the biggest thing is just continuing the road I'm on and uh, and really locking in on um, coming as close. Uh, like obviously, no, none of us are going to be perfect, but striving to be as close as I can to uh, really having that, that command of the strike zone. Um, I, uh, I I developed another pitch this year, so I, I uh, a cutter. I was mostly a fastball slider guy, so having that cutter has really helped me this year. And working on those three pitches mostly is definitely something that I'm go- uh, I, I want to hit uh, hard on on this offseason and in addition to that trying to uh, work really hard in the weight room and strengthen my arm to maybe get a couple more uh, ticks up on my fastball. Now in terms of your pitching repertoire do you see yourself maybe adding even more outside of the cutter and, and just continuing to you know maybe develop more of your changeup or whatever? 
Um, because I'm a late relief guy, uh, I'm not at, not at this point in time. Um, eventually, I would really like to have something that goes the other way because I have a fastball cutter and slider, so everything is kind of moving into righties and away from lefties. So maybe having something in the future that moves away from righties and into lefties would be um, beneficial to me. But at this point in time, uh, I don't see that happening anytime soon. I really just want to focus on perfecting those three pitches and throwing them for strikes whenever I want, no matter what count it is. And I think that is a great approach to have because if you can really be, you know, incredible and, and excellent with those three pitches, I mean, hey, especially as a relief guy, you're going to have guys swinging out of their shoes and, and missing. So I think that is a great approach for you to have. But Brendan, you've been great to get on the show today. Really appreciate your time. Before I let you go, I've got one little question to ask you and it involves kind of realization or an epiphany, if you will. You might have touched on it earlier on in our in our talk, but I want to hear from you. When did you realize and kind of have the aha moment where you said, you know what, I I can play baseball at the professional level and I can really pursue this as a, as a, as a career. Well, to, to be to be quite honest with you, it's something that I, I think you always have to believe. Um, I, I think there's a very fine line between confidence and cockiness. And if you're able to know that line um, and find that confidence within yourself without uh, pushing it on other people, um, I, I think that's something that's so valuable in this game. Because if, if you don't have confidence when you're up at the plate, when you're on the mound, when you're in the field, um, uh, you, you're, you're in big trouble to be honest and uh, that that's just I think what is most important is always believing in yourself always taking yourself uh, like believing that look if I'm in this situation I'm the best person for this situation um, one thing I always told myself was if I uh, it's kind of a weird way to put it but if I had to get the last out in the World Series, and it was either Max Scherzer or me, I would take me every time because I don't want to put like the that situation into someone's hand, uh, someone else's hands. I want to have that situation in my hands. So that's the, that's the kind of the, the way I look at things. Um, obviously, Max Scherzer is one of the best pitchers in the world, uh, but that's that kind of confidence that you need to have is like if, if you're I'm the best person for this situation I'm the one that I, I want to have the ball or I want to have the bat when the game's on the line confidence is key my friend it is key in everything and uh, I think that is it's it sounds like you definitely have the right mentality and the right mindset uh, to have a very long lasting baseball career and I wish you nothing but luck throughout the rest of the season and into the offseason and I would love to get you back on the show thanks so much for joining us today Thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. And there he goes, Brendan Chalucci, another fantastic episode today, everyone. Thanks for joining me here on the bench. Be sure to keep following and subscribing to Ride in the Pine on Apple and Spotify, and keep following on Twitter at Ride the Pine 20 RTP all capital, Instagram at Riding underscore the underscore pine underscore, and on TikTok at Ride in the Pine all lowercase. For all the latest updates on episodes and content to come, all 250 episodes are out now. Keep leaving those ratings and reviews, and again, folks, keep your eyes and ears open for some new content coming out down the road as well here on RTP. But once again, everyone, thanks so much for tuning in today. And until next time on Ride in the Pine, keep on sitting the bench with me.